0: She says, Jesus, freak, you're such a fool. I I say, say Satan loves you, thinks you're cool. She's a socialist of the highest degree. I'm a communist. Her mother hates me. You're an anarchist. You don't want anything from me. Satanist. At least that's what I think I might be. At least that's what I think I might Yes. Be. So
1: this is a somewhat unusual episode of Speak of the Devil, yes, as uh, my co-host Asher is out because of scheduling conflicts. However, I really wanted to get this interview in, and this is what i was scheduled for, so this is Speak of the Devil. Um Wow, it's weird having no one to try and synchronize that with. In any case, this is Vix, and I have with me the wonderful uh, Mr. Lucian, who's a fantastic artist and occultist from the UK. Um, Now you're a a K-O-T, yes?
0: Yes. Yes. Good. Hello. Uh, Um...
1: And... (laughs) Yeah. Yes uh welcome to the podcast
0: (laughs) thank you very much for having me Um, i'm delighted to be um on said podcast
1: delightful um and so i guess well you're coming out with um a a new grimoire
0: yes Um, i uh, i've got a new book coming out in october because um, in my opinion october is the best month to come out with new items So um, I've got, uh, uh, it's my first original piece of work. My uh, previous two publications are Uh Derivatives. Um, But this is an original piece. I'm very excited about it. I thought no one would want it, but people do. It's very exciting.
1: It looks like it's going to be super gorgeous, and I'm very Mm -hmm. excited to uh, have a look at it. So do you want to tell our listening audience um, a little bit about what... (laughs)
0: The sort of idea
1: or the <laughs>
0: <laughs> honestly you couldn't you couldn't make me stop self-promoting uh i mean you could try and sort of tape all of my holes shut so that no information could come out of them but uh it wouldn't work yeah um uh, so uh yeah. yeah no um so uh a small bit of i don't know how uh I'm just gonna go on the assumption that nobody knows who I am or what I do or anything because yes. that's a healthy good. way to approach most things. Um but uh I came out with um an illustrated uh-huh. edition of the Ars Goetia in two thousand and fourteen yes. and that was wildly successful and I was very proud of myself and it was good and then I followed this uh-huh. up with in two thousand and fifteen doing an illustrated edition of Oscar Wilde's play Salome, which is a text you yeah. might be familiar with. Um it's yep. <laughs> It's a very simple story, we all know it. Boy meets girl, girl boy is John the Baptist, girl has him beheaded. You know, it's it's all very relatable content.
1: Yes. Um, I mean, who hasn't had who John hasn't? the Baptist beheaded?
0: Who hasn't? Who hasn't made out with a severed head? I mean Come on! Yeah. Uh, so I made I made because Salome's text fell out of copyright in March of 2015. I uh, oh. took the opportunity to make several edits to it. I uh, first of all I made Salome into a boy. Uh, on account nice. of me being gay in that, yeah, I know, right? Um, uh, so Salome's a boy now, and uh, I took all the racism out because, come on. Yep. Why not? And then um, the the main problem that I have with gays like me turning a female character into a male character to make the main love direction more gay is uh-huh. that they've just uh, got rid of one female character, which doesn't really sit well right with uh-huh. me. So I uh, I I cast about the uh, the characters for another woman uh, woman that I could suddenly Uh introduced. And Herod, of course, the king of Judea, is now a woman in my book, so that makes it 200% gayer by mass. 200% gayer by weight. Perfect. Love it. That was fun. They both went went well. They both Mm -hmm. um, uh, enjoyed uh, some popularity, and that was good. Mm -hmm. And then I found myself in this terrible creative funk, Uh um, whereby every time I sat down to create something i would be thinking well can i render this into filthy lucre can i make Aww. this popular on the internet what's the point of doing it if i can't somehow market it yes. and that my friends is the death of creativity and uh, yes. you know obviously as a as a, uh, a chaos magician that is um, antithetical to a number of my gods so i thought yes. i need to do something radical in order to um save Uh myself so i spent the entirety of 2016 doing a very long and gruelingly personal um magical project where every day i Uh drew a place that was um either um a real place that i was remembering or Uh a paracosmic place or you know yeah an exploration of my homesickness and my alienation through landscape it was like a geographical so that was great i came to the end of 2016 having had a whale of a time with that and i thought 2017 um is going to be another year-long project that Uh i want to take up a lot of time i want it to be equally gruelingly personal i want it to be magically coherent with the thing that i've just done so i thought instead of examining um a person, me, through places, why yeah. not examine a place yeah. through people? So that Ooh, is the lovely. that's the conceit of an ode to divine and dirt. It is an ex- exploration of a paracosm that I have the privilege of being able to see through the medium of the people that live there and the gods that they worship. So that's what that oh, that's, is. Oh
1: that's wonder. Potted. <laughs> Oh, delightful. Um. And so, do you want to talk? I mean, I don't know if it's too personal. I'm just. But I'm you want literally
0: to talk? about to publish a book that <laughs> tells people all about my mental and spiritual health in grueling detail. Nothing's too personal for me. I'm sitting here. i sitting here without any trousers on. Let's do it. Let's do it.
1: Oh, good. I'm sitting here in my bathroom. It's great. Nice. Um, nice. Yes. Uh, well, I was going to ask a little bit about the paracosm because that seems like a good thing to talk about.
0: Yes. So, um, uh, so, so you know what a paracosm is. It comes from. Um, it comes from the Greek um, paracosmos. So it's a parallel world. It is. A, uh, yes. Yeah. Um, it's a. It's a terminolo- a piece of terminology that came into use in the 70s um, uh, by yeah. a psychologist who wanted to describe the phenomenon of people creating either deliberately or um, accidentally yeah. a world within themselves. It is usually used oh. to explain um, imaginative play in children. Um, and so Uh on um but i think that it's a very useful word to describe a spiritual phenomenon um i don't i don't experience the world inside myself as being quote unquote inside myself i think it is a real place um Uh and i don't i don't have any hand in constructing it or anything it's just there and i look at it so yeah um Yeah, I think that it's actually... It's a more common phenomenon than people think. I think it's really common. Um, I just think that people don't take the uh, uh, spiritual explorations of children particularly seriously, I guess.
1: No, they don't tend to. No. Um, Was I going to say... I was going to say it also sounds a little bit like certain types of astral that I've experienced. Um... So obviously, more sort of inward.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean. Um.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, um, so the uh, the paracosms I explicit that I'm going through in this book is yes. one that I've been privileged to be part of for uh, yeah. just over half of my life, possibly a little bit more. Oh wow! And. Um, I got to know it because, uh, well, um, you know, uh, there's a thing called dissociative identity disorder, which I've been quote unquote diagnosed with. But I don't fully dis- i don't fully agree with the diagnosis because I feel that um, I feel that it pathologizes a natural phenomenon, a uh, more specifically yes. a spiritual phenomenon. Um, I think that um, all yes. of us who have personal relationships with gods and with spiritual figures yep. are, um, you know, on the quote, on the air uh, quotes spectrum. And uh, I certainly yeah. think that's the case. I think that uh, I think that um, people who don't have any experience of magic and don't have any experience about yes. magic, interacts with your lives in a very real way i'm very keen to yes. label um phenomena such as these as being psychological when i don't think that they really are but to an up to an outside eye who's to tell the difference it's just yes. us, us the actual experiences to tell the difference isn't it
1: <laughs> well exactly i mean as someone who channels fairly regularly oh, yeah, exactly. uh, yeah, no, I, yeah. I suspect that if I had a less sympathetic therapist, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I could end up diagnosed with something very peculiar.
0: Yes, yes, yeah. Ah, uh, ah, uh, psychology and its interaction with non-Christian religions—what fun it is! What fun!
1: <laughs> oh, just delightful.
0: <laughs> mm. Mm. Yes. Uh, so yeah. So um. So it's so. As you can imagine, it's it's actually quite a tricky sort of um, area to navigate in uh, in the book, because
1: yeah.
0: you get what I'm talking about.
1: Yes.
0: I imagine your podcast listeners will understand what you're talking about. You know, we all know what gods are. We know how they work. Yes. We've presumably all um, yes. understood what astral travel is. We understand what yep. um, uh, uh, inhibitory and ecstatic uh, trances are. We understand this, but... Honestly, trying to present this book to people who aren't um, magically aware and who aren't pagan or uh, have anything of any experience of the sort, yeah. it's actually really hard. I've been um, I've, yes. I've been presenting it to people by way of saying, okay, you know the monster manual in D&D? Well, this is like that, but... Oh. <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah, great. Okay, I'm into that. And to be honest, who isn't into that? I love a bestiary. Well, yeah. But,
1: um... Yeah, no, I mean... And, like, I don't know, the idea of an artist's bestiary Mm. of their own inner world. That's hot, right? I mean, that's a... That's great! It is! (laughs) That is a really, like, wonderfully personal, wonderfully introspective, like, piece of art. Yeah. Um, That's some tight shit. And, yeah, no, I'm going to link to you and the book in the show notes, (laughs) because, like, listeners... His work is fantastic. Oh, I cannot stress this enough. I've been following your work for years. You are so talented. I desperately need a copy of your Goetia because, I mean, obviously I work a lot with various sort of Goetic demons and your illustrations are gorgeous and I really just I have a desperate curiosity to see your payment. <laughs> um, <laughs> and Bjor, actually, have I... I don't think I've told you how Bjor appears to me frequently appears to me. No, go ahead. Um, Bure likes to appear to me as top half as a centaur, which is normal cuz you know, mm. Sagittarius. Yep. Yes. But the top half is typically the drag queen divine.
0: Oh, nice. I'm into it.
1: Yep, and the bottom half looks a lot like the fat horse from the Bugs Bunny version of, of Wagner. <laughs> oh oh how sweet. oh how sweet. oh that's so sweet
0: i love that well i yeah, can no, uh, yours
1: great
0: i'm just gonna li- give you a bit of a spoiler about um paimon but um oh, uh lovely. paimon was uh, one of my favorite ones to work on for this Yes. Um, uh, so, uh, so i'm just we're just gonna delve uh, d- reader we're going to delve into my uh osguetia so uh-huh. um uh I, I decided to do The Als Goetia because um uh-huh. as as a very very unread incredibly illiterate chaos magician I f- <laughs> I find ceremonial magic incredibly opaque I don't understand and that is fascinating to me I, it's it's so yeah. alien so foreign to me that I'm like yeah. what Brilliant. I want to play with this. Because, honestly, yeah. I'm, drawn to, I'm drawn to stuff that I don't get. I just want to stuff my hands oh. into it. And I'm told that I shouldn't ah. do this, but I, I do it anyway. <laughs> Wonderful. I, I cannot totally be approved. controlled. <laughs> so I uh, so I, I, grasped the Goetia, which is something that, I, you know, I, I've uh, had a uh, perennial interest in for oh. several years. And I thought, oh, you know okay. what I want to do? I want to have a read of this. So I had a little read of it. And um, uh-huh. the thing that struck me first, going through the Goetia of Doctor Rudd, um, was uh-huh. um, how hilarious it is. Yes, <laughs> it's so it's so funny. All the all the guys are so sweet in their own way, and so I know. and so uh, charismatic, and so funny, and so cute. Valak appears. With fistsfuls of snakes and just lobs them at you, Andrialfus can and will turn you into a bird, whether you want him to or not. And I was just like, I'm, I'm in love. I'm in, I have to draw these guys. Um, so I delved a little bit more into the history, and uh, uh, because I don't, um, uh, I, you know, I, I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm. Iconoclastic, but uh-huh. I don't like working with magic that has been given to me from somebody else's revealed knowledge. Yeah, I don't. I just don't. It doesn't feel right. Um, uh-huh. I like to. I like to look at it my own self. And, well, exactly. And I, mean, I, I like to have it raw in my hands, like a lump of meat. You know. Um, yeah. And uh, so I thought, well, here's um, Skinner and Rankin's Goethe yeah. of Doctor Blood. Their writing is beautiful, charming, yeah. very plain, and very good. Um, but I want to know yeah. what the history of these spirits are so that I can come to my own conclusions. Yeah. And um, uh, one of the uh, things that I found fascinating yeah. about uh, the spirits in the Goetia is that they mm-hmm. have a very, very broad, very, very varied history. So you've got mm-hmm. some that are um pagan gods from um Old yeah. Testament times and you've got some that have been made up because they are handwriting errors. Yeah. Look at Malphas and Malphas. If you look at the original handwriting in the um yeah. uh in the manuscripts available in the British Library, you can see that they've come from one demon That a translator cannot pull apart. So he's gone. Maybe this is two. (laughs) Um, It's incredible. Um, I spent I spent a lot of time looking at uh, manuscripts and working out handwriting, um, uh, like um, contemporary handwriting problems, ligatures and things. I love it. It Literally give rise to entirely new demons because someone transliterating it is just like, (laughs) "Uh, is this a a new guy? Okay. Is this a different guy? Like, um, you know, um, uh, Avnas, right? Yeah. Um, Avnas is also said to be Awns or Amy because A-M-Y looks in handwriting like A-V-N-S. Yeah. Oh,
1: there you go. I know, right?
0: So that is why you've got all these different names, because of handwriting. Yeah. And I thought, this is superb. This is fucking superb. So um, I had a great time yeah. illustrating it, and oh, I assume I didn't put, I didn't actually add any of the um, summoning instructions into uh-huh. my goetia. So if you're going to use my goetia for working with, yeah. you kind of have to uh, use it alongside a different edition, because I, um, I had at that yes. point, I've I never mean... done ceremonial magic, I've never done goetic magic specifically. Yeah and i wouldn't want to instruct people having not done it myself yeah. so i didn't
1: yeah
0: um so um i have since then worked with glaciolabolas um who i'm wildly in love with um Lovely. and uh you know it's a good time it's a good time yeah, no, um was. but um uh, but doing the uh, putting the uh, putting the goetia together was uh...
1: sounds like so much fun yeah no i had a a lovely experience with payment a little while ago. Um, my boyfriend wanted to summon him, mm-hmm. and you have to get him a gift, and so he got him brownies. Oh. And the, the funny thing is, my dog, who mm-hmm. is a weirdly magical animal, I swear yeah. sort to of God, he's managed to like literally physically manifest tennis balls out of nowhere oh. uh, <laughs> because he wants them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, like, he ended up eating one of the brownies, and chocolate's normally quite bad for dogs, but he was fine. Yep. And he normally isn't interested in brownies, huh. and we asked later, and it was like, oh, no, that was payment accepting the offering.
0: Oh, nice. Um,
1: yeah, no, and then payment proceeded to show up, be wonderfully bitchy. Um, <laughs> and apparently, um, because I was doing the channeling, flirt outrageously with my boyfriend which I thought was very entertaining
0: (laughs) and And,
1: and apparently my boyfriend was like yeah I kind of summoned you because I know you were a top and I'm
0: like (laughs) I need to to tell you about the drawing of Paimon that I've done then Uh, so um, I enjoyed the figure of Paimon in the script I was like yeah okay he's interesting to me and I drew him as my boyfriend He's got my boyfriend's
1: uh-huh. face. Oh, oh, that's so sweet. He is.
0: He is. He's also the most disgustingly gory yeah. of the drawings that I did for the Goetia. <laughs> oh, wonderful. I
1: love it.
0: I just, you know how he's meant to appear? <laughs> um, he's meant to appear on a camel. He, he rides a camel. Um, yes. Oh. Uh, my, uh, 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 my Paimon rides yeah. a levitating, disemboweled camel because that's just. That's just how it is sometimes. It's like that sometimes. Yeah. On this on Earth. <laughs> that's,
1: that's wonderful. Yeah, actually mm. he left me a letter at one point um discussing his relationship with his camel.
0: <laughs> nice. Nice.
1: Yeah, apparently he he like gives it the names of other demons that have annoyed him recently. Yeah. So like he'll call it Belphegor to ah. like mock Belphegor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> demons. So, like, fairies.
1: Yes! So very much. Um, Yeah, one of Lucifer's consorts, Agra, is Mm. very, very, like, fey energy. Um, Like, at one point, my boyfriend swears he was pixie-led by her because she just kept putting skunks in his way while he was out on a walk. (laughs) Love
0: that. Love that energy. Uh,
1: yeah no she's delightful and Mm. uh, just always being like both like opaque and incredibly like oh by the way here's this thing that you you know should have realized years ago and i'm just going to toss it out casually then giggle demonically so (laughs) ah, i knew this would be a good interview um so yeah um though i think we got tangenty off so what is the paracosm like
0: um, well, it's quite a lot like um, it's quite a lot like the world that we've got here, um, but yeah. different. You know, it's um,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: it, it's got it's got magic and it's got a lot of um, cool. monsters that eat people in it. Um, but the mo- the main I difference is that it's got a constructed island in it. Um, Ooh. the North Atlantic which is made out of blood and crystals Ooh, and um, I like that and it has a, uh, a a very mixed um population of non-human creatures on it I love that it. have been forcibly relocated there as far as i can tell um Ooh. for safety i'm not sure i don't know uh, but they they're all here and they're all yeah. um, existing uncomfortably on this relatively small landmass. And yeah. uh, uh, so it, it, the, all the place names are uh, a variety of different noises that don't sound like human languages to me. And oh, all the people are hugely different from each other. And it, it's great fun, it's a good time.
1: It sounds like it's a good time. I'm really excited to see it. Um, Wonderful. Um, Hmm. Let me see here. Uh, I know that you've been, you know, doing visual art for many years. Um, Yes. About how long, like, I mean, obviously, probably since childhood, but like, (laughs) when did that really start for you? And what kind of came up? Um it's originally
0: I it's hard it's hard to say really, because um uh, uh, you know ma- uh-huh. doing artwork is a mode of expression for me rather yeah. than a uh, uh-huh. uh an action i guess um but uh I, I didn't realize that I was doing ritual artwork until I read about other people doing things that I was literally doing uh, um so yep. um, uh, and, until I got to um Austin Osman spare i didn't realize that what i was doing did actually count as magic i just thought it was hand wave (laughs) Um,
1: oh wonderful
0: i i was raised um i was raised christian uh in a in a very conservative um uh tradition um uh, for for the uh nerds at home i was raised um anglican reform which is Aww. a splinter of the C of E that went um, yes. away in the 90s as a, um, a reaction uh-huh. to women being able to become yes. priests. So that's the... <laughs> Thanks. Um, <laughs> so uh, they, they weren't particularly kind to me, um, but I was, I, I was confirmed in my Christianity at the age of 15. Yeah. And um, one of the things that I remember very, very clearly from the... Uh, so I'm just going to set the scene for you. Um, We held our um, confirmation classes in the roof space of our modern, nicely built Uh church. And there were six of us in the class and our pastor. Uh And he asked us to describe God as we experienced him. Oh, dear. And we went round the circle Mm -hmm. and uh, sunlight filtered in through the windows, bathing us all in this suitable glow and uh, this girl to my left who was wearing, and I I wish I was joking but I'm not, but she was wearing a pink cashmere sweater with sleeves that were slightly too long and covered her hands (laughs) and she told me that God to her was like an infinite embrace so pure and soft and full of love and I just, I have never felt so alienated I sat there (laughs) on my knees, with my feet tucked under my butt, with my sleeves also pulled over my hands. And I was just like, what the fuck do I say? What the fuck do I say? Because, Because for years and years I have only ever experienced God as like looking down a long black tube into the heart of the universe, at the end of which there are endless teeth and pieces of broken glass. What do I say? What do I I don't know what's happening and I'm a bit frightened. So I just said, Yeah, same <laughs> Oh
1: that's excellent. I love it. Oh, it was terrible.
0: So uh so I I went through with the confirmation classes and I got confirmed, but it just felt so weird. It felt really surreal to hear other people's experience of yeah. this God and I was like, oh, I believe there's only I believe there's only one God at this point. Right. Yep. So why is this Deity so different from me, for me, from how he is for everybody. And it took me literally another four years to realise it's because it's a different god, (laughs) a a different one. You idiot!
1: (laughs) 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 um, Yeah.
0: Yeah. uh, So I I began my um, apostasy when I was uh, about nineteen. Because uh, my boyfriend at the time did uh, tarot reading. Yeah. And and I was both interested and repulsed. Um, Yes. And he said, Well, what's the problem if you don't believe that they have power? Either you believe that these tools have magical power, in which case they are to be feared. Or you believe they're just pieces of card because the only piece of spiritual uh, of spiritual energy in this world comes from God, in which case they're nothing to be worried about. So which is it? And I was like, oh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, so I, uh, so I um, I, commun- I communed with my heart and my heart told me yes. that my, uh, my respect and concern for magical objects was real. They sort of crackle in your hand when you pick them up. Something happens. They do. Something happens inside you to know that this is true. Yep. And I thought, well, either this is true or I'm bonkers and I can't really go through life going, well, I can't trust anything I experience. So if I go by that...
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, if if I just assume that what I'm experiencing is fine... Yep. Then I am experiencing magic. And if I'm experiencing magic, then, well... I think the world is a little bit wider than I've been led to believe.
1: Yeah.
0: So, my uh, uh, so that was my discovery of magic, and that's where I started to think about oh, it. Lovely. And um, it wasn't until I got to um, Austin Osman's Spare that I realised that actually art counts, especially art done with magical intent. For a purpose to bring about a change yes. in your life and the world. In fact, that is the definition of <laughs> magic. Why am I so stupid? <laughs> I
1: mean, magic has a way of always making you feel like, oh crap. Like, I- Oh my
0: god. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so it's always like, oh, you're right, I know. Crap. <laughs> Ugh, I did it. Yep. Oh. Yep. Yes. No, the- mm. uh, I have a cu- I mean, uh, I'm a deck hoarder, but I have a couple of decks that are just like. <laughs> always They're all always right, but some of them are so infuriatingly, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's how that that's came wonderful. about
1: um, And so do mm. you want to tell our listening audience um, a little bit about your practice? Um, um, if, if, well,
0: um uh... Um, I know chaos magic is not very trendy at the moment. We're all very into our ceremonial, ceremonial things at the moment, and hedge witchcraft yeah. apparently. Uh, yeah. And that's not to say that I don't like either. It's just that I think that yeah. I, I, I like a bit of free form. I like a bit of yeah. uh, you know, fuck the rules. I don't want to. I don't want to play with other people. I want to sit on my own and wear a hood. You know. Yeah. Um, well, exactly. I just, I just, uh, there are a couple of things about my practice that I feel to be. Absolutely true.
1: Yes.
0: Absolutely true. Firstly, revealed knowledge is the greatest source of information that you can possibly have for any magical practice, yeah. any spiritual practice. Reveals knowledge is the shit. Yes. It doesn't actually matter what sources. People are very have been very keen to tell me over the years. Oh, you've got to be careful about your sources. Oh, what if what if it's, a, what if it's, a, what if it's a this, that, or the other different kind of idolon from the one that you're meant to be working with? Yep. And. I feel that we can tell. Yes. You know, and if a demon is very good at disguising itself and lying to me, then great, let's go for a ride. I'm 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 down to clown, let's do it. You know, I'm working with tricksters. I'm working with Eris. I'm working with Sutek. Exactly. In insofar as that, the like I get it, you know, they're going to they're gonna fuck about.
1: Yeah. You kind of you're doing it on purpose, so
0: that's that's Part of the fun. Um, (laughs) So, firstly, reveals knowledge is uh, the greatest source of information that you can have for a spiritual practice. I believe this without a doubt. Secondly, flaunting your practice Mm -hmm. for other people is abhorrent to me. I can't deal with it. Um, uh, Putting on a show of faith or devotion Mm -hmm. or magic craft is a hollow performance. I will not be swayed, I cannot have my mind changed on this. It feels so, I can't deal with it. Um, Mm -hmm. It becomes inauthentic. And I feel that if you are going to talk about your religion, if you are going to talk about your practice, like I'm doing now, you need to be uncomfortably honest. Yes. You know, it's a very, I know it's a a very Christian attitude that I've got because it comes directly from the, the story about the, the Pharisee who gives away huge amounts of his wealth uh, next to the old woman who gives away but one coin and God is more yeah. pleased with one sacrifice than the other because one is everything she has. Yes. One is absolutely authentic and the other is a performance.
1: And the other one is Absolutely.
0: It. And that, you know, it's one of the reasons why I won't perform magic in front of other people. Yeah. I don't want to run the risk of it becoming inauthentic. Yeah. I will happily... Show people the results of my magic. I'll yeah. happily show the work that I've done, but I won't commune with gods in front of other people. I can't do it. I won't do it.
1: That's absolutely fair. I mean, I have a very, for me, my practice is very much communal with, um, yeah, my partners. But it's also very yes. much like that's something that we very much share. My boyfriend and I have a very similar yeah, exactly. version of Luciferianism, and because it kicks yeah. that way, it's
0: yes. It feels right.
1: Exactly. And I feel like as well, like, you can't do magic if you don't mean it, obviously. Oh, of course,
0: right, yeah. I mean, what is the true will? <laughs> Come on. Yeah, no,
1: yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's, and, and, Yeah, go
0: ahead. I mean, I'm not saying that magic can't be done communally. Of course it can. It's been done communally for as long as I've been doing magic. Um, but um, uh, for me personally, yeah. I cannot, I cannot do it communally because this little part of my brain goes, it's inauthentic.
1: That makes
0: You're sense. a loser. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, I have done magic in front of other people, um, but it's it's like my boyfriend, it's my best friend. You know, it, it, it's very it's a closed circle. The moment I uh, I even consider doing it in front of other people, my brain goes no. <laughs> it
1: has to be. It's it is really deeply personal, and in a certain way, yeah. kind of deeply vulnerable. So.
0: Oh oh my god, so vulnerable. I don't want to be vulnerable in front of other people. What if they laugh at me? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so yeah, no, I, I tend to keep my practice in front of people I deeply, deeply trust and connect with on that level. Yeah. So
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs>
1: that makes um, sense. Um and there wasn't
0: there was a, there was a huh? third point that I had to make, but then I forgot what it was. <laughs> Um, I think uh, uh, the third point, is, you know, it's connected to the first point, but uh, uh, revealed knowledge really is the shit. And if it is. and I'm not saying oh do whatever do whatever feels right, but I kind of do mean that if it feels true and you're working on that level of consciousness, then you know, I kind of it is.
1: Yeah, I mean, and it it works you know, better that way usually. I'm a Luciferian, and Luciferians yeah. love a text
0: um yeah <laughs> they sure do they heckin we, do we
1: love a text um
0: you love a tome you love a meaty tome you'll 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 have a meaty a meaty tome exact steaks for pages.
1: <laughs> exactly
0: That's is for a bookmark
1: exactly but it's funny because when you're reading especially from a luciferian perspective one of the things you have is an innate distrust of most texts. Um, yeah, right? Because, you know, you read the Bible and it's like, well, this is the other side's propaganda. Better read it carefully. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you read the Zohar and you're borrowing bits of it. Um, yeah. And then you're, like, criticizing other magicians for not doing their research.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, you got to read everything like that. You have exactly, to keep your eye on um, what you know to be right.
1: Exactly, and then you end up with the revealed wisdom. Other people experience Yeah, it. it's such a they, funny... They
0: slap their own pastrami into those pages, <laughs> into the meat pages.
1: Exactly, they just, they
0: exactly. Just un- unroll a whole packet of Sainsbury's Bressaiola, just press it into the pages there, just their own dried beeves Yeah. Plural of beef. I learned that the other day, actually. Do you know the plural of beef is beeves You
1: know, I feel like... I can't remember if I did, but it sounds <laughs> so true. It
0: feels it feels right, doesn't it? It's like a, a spiritual truth. It is. Bees. <laughs> I'm
1: going to just like add that Incredible. to the list of spiritual truths. Thank-
0: <laughs> yes, Th- yes. And my third spiritual truth that I have for you today is Beeves. More <laughs> of beef, and you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yep,
1: universal spiritual truth.
0: Oh, I have a, I have a satanist yeah. story for you. Are you ready? Uh, So I I work uh, uh, a little way out of town and uh, I live a little way out of town. I work on the other side Uh of town and I walk everywhere because it's Britain and everything is the size of 50 pence piece, which to you Americans is small.
1: I live in Rhode Island, so
0: (laughs) I don't know where that is. It's
1: the smallest state in the US.
0: Is it small? Oh, right. Well, it's probably um, our, our entire country's like that. Yep. So okay. it, it takes you 20 minutes to walk to London not really. Uh-huh. Um uh, but uh, so it takes me about an hour to walk across town and I do that every day and that's fine. Love and that. I've been walking down the same road for the last uh 8 years and uh, one of the houses on the road is a sort of a sort of run down kind of bungalow with windows on the ground floor that look out onto the road. And when I started walking past this house
1: uh-huh
0: it a mess inside. Uh There were two rooms visible to me. One was full of boxes and the other one had a man in it. And he was there in the morning when I went down at eight Uh o'clock and he was there in the evenings when I went back at six o'clock. He would be sitting on a sofa looking out into the road. Uh Well, there was a television in the way, but he was looking out into the road. And I saw him there every single day, twice a day, for two and a half years. Uh And then something started happening. In the room, in the second room, which was a mess, Mm -hmm. something started to change. The boxes disappeared. Uh. The walls were painted pastel yellow. Uh A crib appeared. (laughs) A mobile of ducks, gender (laughs) neutral, was hung above the crib. And then one day, uh, but and all the while the man sat in the room watching television at eight o'clock in the morning and at six o'clock at night.
1: Uh And then
0: one day the curtains closed and they have never opened since.
1: What the
0: hell? They have never, they have never opened since. This has been six years and those curtains have not opened. I have not seen what is in that room with the child. I assume. (laughs) And I have not seen the man. I have not seen him enter the house. I have not seen him leave the house. And I was thinking about this one night as I walked back. And it's in November. Um, uh, Now, I live in the Fens, which Uh is a very flat part of England. Uh, The wind is very, very cold. We call it the lazy wind because it goes through you rather than round you. And it was bitterly cold as I walked up from the river. Yeah. And I walked past the house. And I noticed for the first time in about three years, the lights were on in one of the rooms.
1: Oh, my. Um, which
0: was uh, the room, by the way, with the crib. huh And as I approached the house, the light went off. I went, oh, okay. And this terrible feeling, this horrible, horrible feeling of unease filled me. Uh-huh. Oh, dear. As I walked past, and I turned back, and I'm not joking, there was, the curtain had been pulled up the corner uh-huh. had been pulled aside to make a tiny triangle, a sliver of blackness into the room, and as I turned back, uh-huh. it closed.
1: Oh my god, uh-uh. Nope.
0: <laughs> what has been born in that house? <laughs> What's in there? Something What's... that
1: likes ducks, presumably. What? Is
0: What's... is it the Antichrist? <gasps> has the Antichrist come to Cambridge, and is it in that house? <laughs> I'm genuinely concerned. It's been six years. It will be six by now. That's old enough to go oh, to dear. school. It's in school now! <laughs> Which school? Yep. I work with teachers. Do I warn them? <laughs> so.
1: Oh
0: lord! Oh my god! Uh, so, uh. What's uh, not uh, oh.
1: And like, stops is the
0: question. Right? <laughs> Which? Who? Whom's?
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, that is an important mm. question. Um, and yeah, oh dear.
0: So that's, that's the story that I have that for you. That is absolutely mm.
1: wonderful. Mm. Oh, that is lovely.
0: Thank. <laughs> it's not, but thanks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's terrifying, but it is also an excellent story.
0: <laughs> oh. I walk. Past, I still walk past that house, you know, and that those curtains—they've stayed shut, and I haven't seen a single light on it in it since. Oh you know, like, oh, oh I, what is going on? Oh, oh, uh, a postscript: the house next to it burnt down to the crisp.
1: Oh, that. Oh, god.
0: Like, just burnt right down to the ground.
1: There is something very. Uh,
0: nothing was left.
1: Yeah. Yikes.
0: Something is happening in that house. I don't. I. Um... <laughs>
1: That, like, that is mm. a surrealist horror story right there. I don't know what's going on. I'm so upset. I am so. <laughs> I know, upset right? About you this. Can't yeah. <laughs> nope. Come nope, and visit. Yeah.
0: Nope. Come and visit. Come and hang out in Cambridge. It's the greatest place on earth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, fair. Cambridge in Boston is nice. So I. The original one is probably even better.
0: <laughs> it is. It is. It is really good. Like uh, people are always like, oh, it's a really small town place," and it is. It is. Yeah. But it is. I think it's one of the nicer places in this uh, yeah. garbage island that I unfortunately have to live on.
1: I mean, I live on a garbage continent, so it's fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, it's fine. You know? I, I think. I think. I think we've both got a bit of a an issue uh, <laughs> with. <laughs> <laughs> with where we live at the moment, I think we all do. <laughs> yep.
1: I mean, I don't know. People in Iceland seem to be fine. They seem to have a good time of things.
0: <laughs> yeah, Iceland appears to be one of the last bastions of normal people. But uh, yeah. you know,
1: and yeah, you no, know, my my uh, husband's from New Zealand, and they seem to be doing all oh, right right yeah. now. So
0: yeah, well, it, it's small islands with the very with the very strong exception of the UK. You know. <laughs> Yeah Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But if you do happen to visit Cambridge, I can fully recommend it. I can take you around all of the Masonic temples uh that they pretend aren't in the colleges, but they are and I know where they are. Oh lovely. Right. Yeah, one of the uh one of the facts that I don't um advertise necessarily on my uh, Instagram is where I work and I think it's quite easy to work out what I what employs me from uh the uh the, the, the uh the the clues yeah <laughs> uh, but um uh, yeah. uh there there is a there is a relatively famous yeah. uh university oh, lovely. in my town um <laughs> that may or may not may or may not have some fancy buildings that are always worth a visit oh, lovely. But, uh, yeah, that's yeah. no no you come on over you should definitely should come I? down i can cook great oh, lovely. i can cook great wonderful yeah, so. if
1: you ever end up in uh the States, especially in Rhode Island, I can show you all of the important H.P. Lovecraft sites.
0: Oh, my racist long boy. I'm ready. You know, (laughs) one of the things that I uh, I realized uh, that changed my life is every single picture of uh, Mr. Lovecraft. He looks like he's hiding a bird in his mouth. He
1: always does, yes.
0: (laughs) Mm, I just think about that a lot. That he's just got it in there, one small one. Yeah. I do want to come to the States. I've never ever been, ever, ever to the States. Yes. Ever. And, a weird place. <laughs> um, I'm just so baffled about how big it is. It's... People always say England is weird. Well, the UK is weird because of how small it is. Oh yeah. no, of how old it is. And the States is uh, very weird because of how big it is. And I feel that energy, you oh, know? It's I feel huge.
1: it. It's absolutely I huge. Love
0: a... like, I love a vista. Mm. Exactly.
1: And also I mean, of course, the middle bit is giant and largely, like, empty, um, which is very... Nice! ...very weird.
0: Love a void.
1: Yeah, I mean, who doesn't love a wheat-filled void?
0: Uh, Honestly, (laughs) a wheat-filled void? That's, like, that's the title of my Neo-Folk side project.
1: (laughs) Perfect. Fantastic. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And I'm in Europe, so I know what that should sound
1: like. (laughs) Good. I approve. Um... (laughs) Yeah, and California is super weird.
0: Um. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I fancy giving it a go. I just, part of me is intrigued, part of me is terrified. A a friend of mine said that a convention was happening near him, and he was very excited to get to go, and I was like, oh, brilliant, oh, brilliant, so it's just in town. He went, yeah, 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 it's only a seven-hour drive.
1: Yeah.
0: And I was like, mate. Mate, listen to this, listen to this, put this inside your skull. If I drive for seven hours, I end up in the fucking sea. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: I drown, <laughs> my friend. I, I drown to death.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's <laughs> giant. It, it's a, like
0: so exciting. It
1: is. It's like a six to eight hour... Very
0: exotic. Uh,
1: six to eight hour <laughs> I'm having
0: from, to drive this.
1: If <laughs> you uh, see my boyfriend in California, because he lives on the other coast, which is mm. insane. Um but
0: that's so far
1: it's John gi- it really is absolutely giant which is
0: wow like, so
1: weird um my husband it is weird. being from new zealand is also kind of baffled by the size of it he's just like oh
0: yes tiny little baby wow. new zealand
1: yeah he's like i don't know i'm used to a country with three million people and 40 million sheep
0: <laughs> yes that's the normal ratio of items yes. that you should find in the in the in the country bagging area.
1: Exactly. Well, you know,
0: yeah. Size. Uh, yeah. I don't know where I was going with that. But yeah, like mm. New
1: York has a larger population than his entire country.
0: What? What? That's absurd. Yeah. That's absurd. In the New
1: York metropolitan area. I, I'm gonna have to check this because I maybe, I am prone to being bad at numbers. Um,
0: oh yeah. What are numbers really? Like nobody knows what those are. No one.
1: Our enemy, I think. No. Yeah, no. The population of the New York of New York City is eight point five three
0: eight million. What? Yeah. That's more than New Zealand.
1: That's more than. And it's
0: also half of Sweden.
1: Yeah, no, it's insane. Um, I
0: love that. How... Love that. Love that big city energy.
1: Exactly. Um, I uh,
0: mm-hmm. I, I started getting into. Um, I started getting into more. Uh, yeah. Uh Nordic magics yeah. because uh I uh, obviously I get into magic through uh yeah. places as well as um guidance yeah. I guess. And um, I uh, so I went to visit my boyfriend's oh, parents lovely. in rural Sweden and I've learned Swedish because why wouldn't you learn Swedish? Obviously. And um and I found myself incredibly drawn to the landscape. It is incredibly yeah. powerful out there it's the ground in small is full of rocks yeah. and constantly vomits forth these great tooth like stones lovely. makes impossible to work out what's deliberately deliberately placed and what's naturally occurring and it's wonderful wonderful so i started to just fiddle about with some natural magic out Good. there I had a great time uh, lovely time lovely time um, but Oh crikey! There's a lot of Nazis, isn't there? They they really they really just wanna they really just wanna just get involved, don't they? And it's just oh, just fuck off, <laughs> fuck just fuck off. Yeah. Stop stop touching my things. Yeah. And it's not my things, but stop touching the things that I'm also touching. Yes. Get off. Let I me mean... play with my own Lego. Stop playing with my Legos. Wrong. Exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. That's. I mean.
0: You probably get it. You probably get it all the time with uh, Luciferianism. Oh
1: God, there are so many. Like they're just—they're the worst. Because
0: it's evil. <laughs> and I'm
1: like, you know, I'm just saying that if you're like a weird, shitty misunderstanding of Darwin, social Darwinist,
0: Ha <laughs> get bent.
1: And you believe that might <laughs> yeah. makes right. I just feel like maybe <sighs> you should be. Following the
0: omnipotent guy, yeah, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe you should be. Uh, but then again, so many, so many Christian Nazis. You know, they're yeah. a fun, uh, an interesting flavor of Nazism. Uh, uh but is it, why why they're always there? You know, I, I feel I feel a bit self conscious about it because I I love Sotek. Yeah, I love a bit of chaos. You know yeah. that, and uh, you know if you, if you wade in too far, yeah. there they are. Oh, I like this symbol. It's got arrows on it. Oh my. God, Adam, put it down! Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah no,
0: it's... it's... It's evil. You know what else was evil? Hitler. Oh, my God! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God!
1: I know, I'm just... So Adam,
0: embarrassing. It, fucking children, a lot of them. I
1: know. They're, it's a different kind of evil, for one thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also...
0: It's all relative.
1: Exactly.
0: Isn't, isn't that what Nietzsche's told? You just fucking...
1: Ah. No, no, just... Ugh. <laughs> uh, uh, they're the worst, and they're so intellectually lazy. <laughs>
0: uh, well, uh, st- challenged, I think, is the uh, oh. is uh, uh, another way of putting it. They're just intellectually, massively intellectually challenged. I'm yet. I mean, you can see the the Evola fanboys can shriek about him as, until their faces go blue, but I still won't be impressed.
1: Yep. No, they're just they're they're garbage occultists. They're garbage people, and
0: ugh. but. Well, good. Just so long as we're all unambiguous on yeah. that. <laughs>
1: stop
0: touching my stop touching my soil with your blood. Stop touching my things. Don't play with them wrong. <laughs> um, uh, though, though, let me tell you, there is actually uh, a, a huge amount of um, pleasure that I derive uh-huh. from touching things that Nazis also touch, but in a different way from how they want them to be touched. Yes. I'm obviously a ginormous, big, oozing queer, uh-huh. and it's it's. Quite nice, really, oh, yeah. to touch all these things and wear them all over your dirty little queer body. Yes. And then the Nazis come and they go, Oh no, yep. uh, uh, you're calling yourself the death of the West. I don't like that. I'm meant to call you that. <laughs> uh! <laughs> oh,
1: I know it's delightful. It's like,
0: da- like damn right I'm the death of the West. Let it die.
1: Yes.
0: Let it. Come on! Yep. Let it die. Let, let let this let this horrible age of oppression In, die. Exactly. Let let the uh, white let this white supremacist treacle fade away. Please, please kill the West by all yes. means
1: by whatever means necessary. But,
0: um, mm, mm, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Let's get it done. You know,
1: I'm just I'm also just terribly pleased we've managed to have. A, this is this will be our eighth episode. Um, Or possibly our ninth and we've managed to have the podcast as yet unsullied by a single heterosexual
0: (gasps) I'm so proud of you (laughs) well done that's that's good yes good good a good good (laughs) energies
1: exactly we interviewed my brother who's um, uh, an Episcopal seminarian and he's also very oh nice gay my parents are three for nice. three. They don't have a single, they have three children and not a single heterosexual. Uh,
0: oh, congratulations to them. What, how proud their family must be. Well,
1: yes, they are. <laughs> Good. Yes. So, oh, well, this, this has been so lovely and so in-
0: Good. I hope I was. I hope I was informative and amusing, and I hope my Absolutely. my adorable accent was scintillating.
1: Absolutely. My, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that my boyfriend will be deeply sad that he had to go to lunch with his mother instead <laughs> of getting to do the interview.
0: <laughs> filial, filial duties have their Thank place. You. Of course, they are very important. And I wish him yes. all the best. Uh, uh, send him my best wishes, and also his mother. Send her my yes. best wishes oh, as would. well. <laughs> Um, Mother dear, a stranger in the UK hopes that you're alright.
1: I'll tell him to tell her that.
0: (laughs) Yes, in that voice, otherwise it won't work.
1: One of the traditions we have for ending this podcast is we usually have our guest come up with some little thing to say that we then turn backwards in the ultimate recording and it's the backwards satanic message for
0: the week um oh what wonderful fun oh oh let me think of something let me think of something um mm. um so i'll just say it forwards and then you'll uh you'll reverse it how you'll you'll imbue it you'll you'll imbue it with that power i don't have to try and speak backwards
1: absolutely
0: not because i i don't i don't know physically how to do that I. I'd love to be able to do that, but I, I, unfortunately, it's not one of my abilities. Okay, here yeah. we go. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. You ready? <clears throat>
1: Alright, well, on that wonderful note, this has been a satanic message, backwards message from the First Church of the Morning Star. Have a lovely week, and hail Satan. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Have a good evening. Have
1: a good evening. Bye.